yo, this is just correction because during the pandemic, everybody's home, everybody's watched. Like it's it's tied to the money that people are spending. They're looking for information. And if they're looking for information, they're going to buy courses. And courses are up because people are looking for information. They're finding people from the podcast. But now it's not necessarily like that. Mm-hmm. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, you guys. My name is Donnie Wiggins, and this is David. You know what I noticed? This, you know what I've noticed recently? People don't really know what we do, like, for mm. money. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I get asked the questions all the time. I see the questions in the comments. on the, Like, what do they actually do for money? Is podcasting all they do for money? Blah, blah, blah. People don't really know what we do for money. My wife take care of me. Yeah. I ain't got to do nothing. She, he don't do it. He's a well-kept man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, people get man. that? Get you that? People well, maybe I that. don't... I mean, I don't talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe I don't sell a... I don't like... I'm not like a big promotion person, too. So it's not like something I'm always promoting, necessarily. Yeah. I think, though, it is irresponsible of us to not make sure people know what we do. Number one, because I always teach it. Like, the reason that your business isn't doing X, Y, and Z is because nobody knows what you do. Mm. What do you do for money, Shan? Like, what do you do to collect actual revenue? So, the podcast, I make money. I have a ebook and course that we're running ads for that makes money every day. What are those about? Um, podcasting. Okay. So, our podcast ebook is $37. And it takes you to a funnel where you can get the podcast blueprint, which is like a whole program that teaches you all about podcasting. So you can go to um, podcastebook.com. <laughs> um, what else? So I have real estate uh, properties in real estate. So mm-hmm. um, I make money that way. Uh, the morning meetup. You know, it's a, it's a community where I, I'm in there every single day and I'm talking and teaching. It's just a whole community of people. Yeah. Um, people pay me to speak. They book me to speak for certain things. We have the Brain Picker podcast where you can come on the podcast and you could pay some money, uh, read ads a lot for the audio experience of the podcast. People pay for video, um, video ads. What else? Do I do something else? Got some other stuff going on, right? <clears throat> yeah, you sell drugs. Um, I definitely sell cocaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the low. Are um, you the person who supplied Biden's son? Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Never mind. So I tuned out like. I'm a mastermind. I tuned out like oh, 10 opportunities ago because it turned into a sales. And story. and I have I have I have collaborative relationships. I have like, I have like business, business, businesses that I do that I add a particular skill set, but it's not my business, but I make money from it. I like it. Yeah. I think that's dope. Mm -hmm. So I meant. Did you ask me that question so that you can talk about how you make money? That's crazy because I've never heard anybody say like, how do you make money? I've never seen it in the comments. I think you made up that question because you wanted to talk about how you make money. Alyssa, last week, did you say, I don't even really know how you make money. Or I don't even really know what you do. 
Did you say that to me? Uh, yeah, oh, we don't have the mics. Where's my? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and it's working? Oh, that's lit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever ask me that? Mm, so, so she try to she try to project her problems on me. The fact that she's not clearing her branding, she try to put that on me. No, correct. You can People say yes. ask this all the time. So <laughs> to who? But you said we. Read the comments. No one asked me. Yes, that question. they do. What okay. do they do anyway? Donnie, what do you do for money? <laughs> I think that I feel like it's gonna be a commercial. I think That's on crazy. the episode we need to start where it says David Shans. David Shans like podcast coach, podcaster, podcast coach, Donnie Wiggins, business coach. Mm. Maybe we should do that. So people are always, I mean, because this is also a revenue stream in, in all seriousness. So I'm a business development coach. For those of you who don't know, I work with entrepreneurs, help you develop your business where you are. I have programs for beginners. I have programs for advanced level individuals, completely separate. She uh, threw the well. ball off the Did glass I? to herself. That is her throwing herself in the alley -oop. Yo, people ask you all the time, what do I do? And I think you just want to get the commercial out early. Okay. In addition <laughs> to that, I make money daddy. podcasting. In fact, I literally saw the funniest thing. I'm going to get back to what I do. But the funniest thing, I saw this guy. He has this ad. And mm. he said he has this method for reverse podcasting, like how you make money from podcasting and let me show you this reverse podcasting method and it's this breakthrough thing. So mm. I signed up for it. Really? I want to know what this reverse podcasting method is. And what was the method? We already do it. <laughs> <laughs> we already do it. Like, how do, basically, and, and he's dope. So the thing is, one of those things, I'm going to show it to you because I think I saved um, a part of his ad. But one of the things that was really, really interesting to me is that sometimes you will underestimate what you know and think what I do is already so obvious or what I do is already such known information. Nobody's going to pay me for this. And I saw this ad and at first I turned my nose up like, we do that. Mm -hmm. But then it became a, why didn't we think to do this, mm. <laughs> right? Why, why didn't we create this product we're literally just <clears throat> just living our lives, figuring out our way through podcasting, how to make it more entertaining, how to make it more educational, how to make it more profitable. But he's doing the same thing and just beat us to the punch on actually teaching certain components of that. So it brings me to whatever that thing is that you do so easily and naturally that you think, oh, this is just simple information. Because do it. Because ultimately what he teaches in this is the way to start making money immediately from podcasting is by, and it was big deal. It, I sat through 45 minutes, really? 45 minutes of training, podcasting, and you know, he's given statistics on podcasting and how there are 855,000 podcasts or something like that and how millions of people watch podcasts and I'm, I'm getting in and I'm, it's getting juicier and juicier. I'm like, oh, I see the opportunity in this, but what is this whole big thing? How do I start a podcast and make money day one? 45 minutes for him to say, you get your guest to pay you to be on the podcast. Mm. 45 minutes of my time for you to tell me. But the audience, he was teaching this live. And when he said this, I'm sitting on my phone looking at it like, you took 45 minutes of my time to get to this. The audience went nuts. <gasps> 
this is so innovative. You get people to pay you to be on your podcast for the first. Yes. Yes. Yes, you do, in fact. And he's created this this now trademarked name for it. He's coined this name for it. And I just thought it was thought it was yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Really? So it's uh I I think one, there's a whole bunch of ways to make money out here and especially like teaching people something that they don't know is dope. And I think that's a really good model because um well it, the, I guess the only issue with that is is you have to build a platform that people will pay to get in front of that audience. Yeah. So if if you're telling people, yo, you need to like charge people to get on your podcast, but if you don't have enough exposure, then it may not be valuable. But what mm-hmm. I've been what I've been teaching in my mastermind is you can still run that model, but from a different perspective because mm-hmm. everybody needs content and they need attention. So that's where that's where I'm going with this. So even with the lack of you not having an audience. So let's mm-hmm. say uh, Joe, not not literally Joe. I'll use another. Let's say Bob wants to get exposure for his whatever, for his offer. Mm-hmm. And he is just starting his inst- his social media presence. He has nobody. But Kelly has 500 followers already subscribed to her. And she says, well, I put you in front of my 500 followers for $500. Mm-hmm. Joe's going to take that, right? Yep. She doesn't have much influence, but she has more influence than Bob. I think yeah. Bob is his name. She has more influence than Bob. The other thing is, it may not even be for me to be seen necessarily on this platform, but Kelly might have the professional lighting, the studio, the exactly. camera equipment, and is giving me a platform to just talk about my business in a professional setting. Now I get the content from it and I can take that content and leverage it. I just paid yeah. you $500 He was probably that. on my, my challenge or something. Because I was the only person talking about that. And he I got stole it. That. I screenshot it. He stole I mean, that from I, me. You saw I screenshot it. Yeah. And, and, I'm yeah, not and, and literally, name, yeah. So from, so from the outside, the audience they see a podcast. But even the way you approach the people is not join my podcast. It's like let me offer a service to you. Right, right. So anyway, that to me was like an entrepreneur epiphany. Mm-hmm. Sell what you do, and if you sleep on it, somebody will beat you to the punch. Now. I've already mapped out the framework for how me and David are about to teach this thing, right? So he I already What are you talking <laughs> I've, about? I've, I've already mapped out <laughs> I've already mapped out the the framework for how how we're about to teach this thing because we have this new partnership that's coming. It's it's going to be a part of that. Which one? Aren't you putting that inside of the partnership? Which partnership? The mastermind. Oh yeah. I didn't know he was talking about that. <sighs> All right, so cast out the bag now. <laughs> Okay, we're not, no, 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 let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. So Dave and I do have a partnership coming up. And let's just say for anybody who is looking to establish themselves as an authority, as a respected authority, you need your voice to be heard. You have conversation, dialogue, topics that you want to discuss, like podcasters, coaches, creators. We've got something insane. Yeah. For and sure. we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and it's, it's our... So what's, what's interesting is I have a mastermind and Donnie has a mastermind. But we were like, yo, our, student, our students need each other. Mm-hmm. So we just want to combine it and you really get both of us because we are 
brilliant together when it comes to business, marketing, branding, and like mm-hmm. the whole gambit of entrepreneurship. Yeah. So that's uh, that's really exciting. Yeah. So. And and honestly, we were we were really also trying to figure out a way to serve our communities better. And got what I what I will say, and Terika, you have a mastermind. Shout out to the female real estate guru who's in the building. But <clears throat> it gets exhausting. It gets exhausting, right? It gets exhausting. Sometimes it gets. I don't know. T kind of love it. I think she's excited. I I love it. You except, love it. Except for, yeah, except for when it, there's too many humans around, and she just exhausted but all it of her. It does It gets exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Like I tell you, I tell David all the time. Yo, I've reached my people capacity mm. for the for the day. <laughs> I have. I am peopled out. Like I. Right. But but my whole purpose revolves around serving people consistently and continuously. So what happens when Donnie gets peopled out? Well, David happens, yeah. <laughs> right? Or or whatever. So it was a genius opportunity for us to figure out how to serve yeah. our communities better. Oh, somewhat of a commercial. A little bit. Anyway, I'm a business development strategist. Whether you're beginner or advanced, <laughs> I have resources and programs to help you grow your business. Sixfigureedu.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because people, people keep asking me like, yo, they don't have any t-shirt to wear that represents who they are. So I developed this. I'll just play. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, but let's, let's jump into the conversation. So um, somebody on your live said that they wanted to talk about what do you do when your business slows down? Yeah, so they specifically said, what do you do when your coaching business slows down? But I mm. feel like, what do you do when your business slows down is what do you do yeah. when your business slows down, right? And there are, like, there are peaks and valleys in entrepreneurship. Anybody ever had that, that, that season of like, yo, for some reason, it's just not clicking. People ain't buying. I can't get my messaging right. I don't, for some reason, business has slowed down. Mm-hmm. My question is, Donnie, is that supposed to happen? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know necessarily that I would use the word that's supposed to happen, but I will say it's normal if it does happen, right? I, yeah, I think that's the key. Yeah. I to think, understand that it's normal. Yeah. And so a couple of things that you want to do, because sometimes business hasn't slowed down. Business is just doing what business does. So in your business, um, you want to understand the ebbs and flows, the, the peaks and valleys of your business. So with my clients, every single week, every... All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And 
Everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash socialproof. Every single month, what's your revenue? What's your growth? You know, what, what major events happened? We're documenting all of these things. These are KPIs, by the way, key performance indexes. So I don't have time to teach you how to create a key performance index spreadsheet, but Google something. I think it's key performance indicator. It can be both. It's indexes and indicators. So these are your, these are your, it's an index, but it's your indicators. If anybody knows what an index is, but these are your indicators to tell you what's happening in your business. Yeah, it's definitely indicator. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your <laughs> indexes or indicators to tell you what's happening in your business. And this is very important because what happens is if you're new starting out in business, start right where you are. If you haven't done this before, just start right where you are. And when you have free time, go back and add the data from all of your other months, like for the last mm-hmm. 12 months, maybe 20, maybe even 24 months if you have that data. But there are things that you're looking for that matters to your business. So for many people, it's going to be um, how much money, how much revenue you made. Uh, another, another indicator that you may look for is how many refunds and chargebacks did you get this month or this week? Um, how many like refund requests, how much growth did you have on social media? How many new followers, how many followers did you lose? Um, you may even, uh, look at your highest piece performing content. What was your top selling product? These things are all indicators to tell you what's happening in a healthy way or an unhealthy way in your business. So now, you know, we're in July, July 2023, 2024, 2025 comes around and you're like, man, business is slow. Well, is it slow? Let's compare it to July 2022, July 2021 and see, is it slow or is this just the season that happens in your business? And it's beautiful information. It's such good information because you can do so much with it. You can either be the CEO that says, well, July is statistically very slow for me. I'm going to vacation all month. Or, and that's fine to do. Or you can use that time and say, July is statistically slow for me in my service-based business. I think this is the time. This is my indication that I need to create a product that makes money. Or this is this is the time where I can, this is where I go into new product development or finding new ways to serve my clients because business is slow. You got to keep up with those things um, because you'll get, when you're in your business, Shans, you'll feel like, oh, business is booming when you're making all this money. But is it booming or were you doing the same thing this time last year? Mm-hmm. It, it's just what's happening in your business. And most businesses have seasons. Yeah. I think everything has seasons. Like relationships have seasons. Businesses Mm -hmm. have seasons. Your emotions have seasons, right? When I was talking to B. Simone, she said sometimes she'll just cry. She doesn't know why her emotions change. Nothing happened that's like tied to that. But like, it's just these seasons. I feel amazing right now for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I I can't put my hand on it or why, but I'm starting to feel certain feelings of depression. But I think if we start to analyze what's happening, like what you're saying, we'll see like there are there are factors that are contributing to a slow business or emotional 
emo- being emotionally distraught or whatever. So being in the mall, learning. So I, I opened my kiosk October, October 1st, 2012. Actually, my 10-year anniversary is coming up. Woo! We are going to celebrate being a full-time entrepreneur. But um, October 1st, and I opened, and I launched, and all these people are coming because I'm excited. And November's good. December's good. Obviously, you got Black Friday, then uh, holidays, and it's booming. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in a small. I'm making this money. I'm straight. January, February hit, and things slow down. Mm. So we're booming. I'm like, yo, this is, this. I'm going to be a millionaire this way. And then things slow down. And I start scrambling, like, okay, well, do I need more designs? Do I need to, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then March starts picking up, like late February, March starts picking up. And I'm like, yo, it's booming again. I feel good. January and February, I started getting depressed. And I start feeling like working less because I can't figure out. I'm like, oh, well, people just not feeling me no more. But then late February, March, April starts picking up. It's booming again. And then June, July, August hit and it slows down. I got to do something else. Mm -hmm. And then October comes around. And I start thinking, yo, October... It was booming last year, October, November, and it's slow this year. But in my maturity as an entrepreneur, I'm starting to realize that there are contributing factors to everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't sit in the tears and say, oh my gosh, yeah. this isn't working out. I realized it was booming last October, November, because I opened. Mm-hmm. I had all the energy. Mm. And then it's Black Friday. Mm -hmm. And then we still got the energy going into the holidays and it's booming. And in January, February, nobody cares about my little grand opening. Nobody cares about my business anymore. And people ain't got no money because they spent it after the holidays. And then late February, March, what happens? Taxes. The taxes are hit. Oh my gosh. It's 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 people spending money like water. I remember my first tax season. It was a lady came by, had like five kids with her. I don't want to say it like that, but you know, like certain people, you know, this new money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have, I have a feel. I'm, I'm like, I feel bad because I'm like, man, you need to, you need to like save your money. But I needed these shirt sales, so <laughs> spinning. It's going down. And like, we're just having a good time and then summer's up and it's slow. And I'm like, yo, what happened? But at this point, I'm not thinking, oh, tax season. Oh, people outside. So they don't want to be in the mall like that. They on vacation, they traveling. And like, I don't understand the flows. The next October is slow. And I'm comparing it to last October because we got to look at the KPIs. We got to look at what happened October. It's slow, but now it's supposed to be slow because I'm not launching a business now. Right. Into November, people say, yo, Black Friday is going to be dope, but ain't nobody spending money beginning of November because they know everything's going to be on sale later. And now, now that I start analyzing what's happening, not just the fact that it's slow, my business slow, there are reasons for it. And you brought up some good points. So there are going to be certain events that cause your business to boom abnormally. Okay, and you take advantage of those things. So it will be grand openings, especially if you're someone who you get a tremendous amount of support, right? 
Um, it will be a change in location that could potentially boost your business. It will be a sale that you run that will potentially boost your business. It'll be a time of year that happens, uh, like a holiday time, that will potentially boost your business. It will be a pandemic, mm -hmm. like what happened a few years ago, that will significantly increase your business. It will be just, you know, the state of the world. Like, are people panicking? Are they feeling good? Are people making money? These things can put a boost in your business that is abnormal, meaning this is not, this has not happened before and it's highly unlikely to happen again. And that is the truth of the matter, right? So for example, a lot of people made money during the pandemic of 2020. Well, we got to look at why that happened, what industries specifically were booming during that time. And we know that the education space, the coaching industry, the uh, content creation industry, anything that you could do from home, those things majorly boomed. But why? Well, <clears throat> from the coaching space, I'm in the coaching space and I know that it boomed. I didn't expect for it to boom. When the pandemic happened, I was like, oh my God, yeah. what's about to go down? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't making seven figures yeah. then just yet, right? And though, though we were making money, we weren't making money, money to not have any business happen all year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when that happened, people are losing their jobs and they're at home and the kids and all this stuff. I'm thinking no money's coming in, mm -hmm. but the complete opposite happened because you had people losing their jobs and because people were getting early severance packages and because people were taking advantage of SBA money and PPP money, they were in a panic, a race almost to improve things about them that was holding them back. Can I tell you, I didn't know none of that was happening. Mm -hmm. But I knew something was happening because in the mall, and Jamel will tell you, around that time, when the mall closed for a while, then opened back up, and almost immediately. I'm talking about more money. And I've been in the mall since 2012. Yeah. More money than I've ever seen at the kiosk. Yeah. Ever. Well, and that's for a different reason. Yes, because people were getting this, this injection of money coming from, mm -hmm. you know, the government, but that didn't happen to everybody. The other reason for that is because malls were closed, the world was closed, people were confined to their mm -hmm. four homes, and when the doors opened again, everybody wants to get outside and play. Right. Well, going outside and playing costs money. But so, here's the thing, I didn't know, what I'm saying, I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't, th I didn't know, like, people who got laid off their jobs, they had, like, some sort of support and all that kind of stuff. I'm just nervous. Well, I didn't know either. But I, I knew it was going to be a good year for everything. The way, the way people were spending money, the mm -hmm. way, let me get, let me get that shirt. Oh, let me get that one too. That one too. I'm like, yo. You want this? You want, you want one? Every, every <laughs> but everybody, every yeah. client was like, oh, yeah. let me get the book too. All right, let me, I'm like, yo, yeah. what is happening? That's when I, I knew, I knew something was happening. Then I had to like go in and find out what, where are people getting this money yeah. from? Yeah, I didn't know. I knew it was <laughs> happening. I launched my Now Signature program in the midst of the pandemic and it was almost unfairly too easy. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have the struggle associated, like I, I've, I've experienced business struggle just in building my business, period. But that specific thing, it was almost like too easy. And I didn't know, I was really concerned for people. Like with my course, the course is a high ticket course, right? And, or, or mid ticket courses, high ticket for courses, whatever. Anyway, I was really concerned. Like I was doing the sales calls at that time 
And it was almost like I was encouraging you not to buy the course if you were answering my questions a certain way. Like I'm looking at what you're telling me that you're making right now in income. And I'm like, I think the course at that time was maybe $1,500. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you, mm, maybe you want to sleep on this because I'm feeling like, girl, you need, you better hold on to your money. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. You just told me you're making this and you just lost your job. This is not your time to shine, boo. Like just hold on to your money. <laughs> but I didn't really, and, and people were saying things like, oh, well, I'm expecting this money to come in. I'm expecting this and I wasn't putting it together, but I, I was documenting it and measuring it. I document every single sales call. What was, what was, what was the feeling of every single sales call? What were some things that stood out? And in 2021, when now you got to work a little harder for your money, that PPP money is spent, SBA loan money is spent. People are going back to work, getting regular paychecks, right? I'm like, what's the difference between this and this? What's the difference between 2021 and 2020? And I'm going back and I'm looking at the notes and I'm like, oh, they had money. They had government money. They had help. Like organizations were outpouring funds and dropping funds into households, you know, to help. Companies were given severance packages where typically if you lose your job, there was no severance package available. And so I think I was uh, deciding to, and this is like kind of into the conversation of like what happens when your business is slow. So I think like the first step is let's interview that situation. Let's interview. Why is business slow? It's not slow just because it's slow. And sometimes you'll walk into a season of business being slow and it affects your your emotions, mm -hmm. which further affects your activity. And then when it's going to pick up, you don't have the energy. You ain't been putting in the work during the slow time. Yeah. And now it continues to stay slow. Yeah. Now the business doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. We were literally just having a conversation in our circle of friends a couple of weeks ago. And we literally sat around the table and was like, yo, it's a little slower than this right now than it was this time last year, right? But we understand that. And I think before it got to this point, we're almost expecting it, right? And so you have to make certain shifts. So whereas... Let me tell you this. Go ahead. You can finish. Mm -hmm. Can I? I just lost my whole train of thought. Did you? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was on my heart. But go ahead, because I'm not going to forget this. It's always on his heart. But I literally just lost my entire train of thought. I'm sorry. Go okay, ahead, this is probably more important anyway. So <laughs> what's, what's crazy, I'm, I'm looking at this. So 2020, 2021 is like my full transparency. YouTube channel going crazy. Mm -hmm. And I have these like spikes and then it starts to decline. And then like I'm scrambling now. I'm like, yo, why is this YouTube channel declining? From like, like peak 35,000 in a month to like the normal like 25,000. Then I like hit some viral stuff and it was 35,000. And then it came back down to like 28. In 27, then 24, then 23, then 21, then 20. And then it started hitting 19. I'm nervous. And 17. So I hire somebody like, yo, we need to fix this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he starts telling us stuff that kind of sounds good in terms of YouTube. And he does some stuff. And then it goes down to like 14. So I fire him. And 13. 12, 10, and it's wavering between like nine. Single digits. I'm like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm nervous. And 
one, uh, I, I had to like think of it and I felt like, yo, this is just correction because during the pandemic, everybody's home, everybody's watched. Like it's, it's tied to the money that people. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. They're spending. They're looking for information. And if they're looking for information, they're going to buy courses. And courses are up because people are looking for information. They're finding people from the podcast. But now it's not necessarily like that. Mm -hmm. But in this season, I'm figuring out YouTube. I'm figuring out, like, the the relationship between the click-through rate, which is, like, when, when you see a video on YouTube and somebody clicks it, they measure that. YouTube can see that you saw it but didn't click it. So that attributes to your click-through rate. We're like, okay, well, I go to a, a class and a conference and I'm buying courses and I realize that the thumbnail has to be... I never put too much, like, like um, what's the word? I never put too much emphasis on the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. But the thumbnail is super important. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning this whole process, by the way. But then I see what's happening with the world. We're we're running into a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So because I'm able, I'm I'm constantly looking at the flows, ebbs and flows of business. One, I'm leaning into real estate. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tarek. Because mm-hmm. Tarek is probably looking at this conversation like, my people pay their rent all the time. So <laughs> it ain't no, it ain't a whole lot of ups and downs in real estate. They pay their rent. But I'm like, yo. We need to lean more into content. So literally, what is the thing I've been pushing you and talking to you, calling you, bothering you, focusing on every time I talk to you? I don't remember. Starting a podcast. <laughs> I was like, yo, Donnie, we're going to have this conglomerate, conglomerate, conglomerate of content creators. Why? We have to lean into yeah. content because I can't lean into selling to consumers in a pandemic because there's fear. However, if there's fear of spending money, that means they're coming back in the house. And what do people do in the house? Not just sit there. Mm-mm. They consume content. Mm-hmm. And if I can continue to build an audience of people who are consuming content, businesses 
have enough liquid to continue to push into a market even more so, even at probably less of a... um, less of a margin, but it'll keep pushing money into advertising so that their business stays afloat. And who are they advertising with? Content creators. And what's crazy is I'm starting to see through this recession, I'm starting to see the income going back up. It started Mm -hmm. moving from nine to 10, 10, 11, and it's moving in a higher direction only because I'm watching what's happening in the industry. Yeah. And that's that's super important. Yep. Super important. Uh, speaking of the the podcast, I posted, I think one day last week, mm-hmm. if I were to start a solo podcast, what should it be about? People were like furious. Really? You're not leaving social proof. Like, wait a minute, y'all calm down. Cause you didn't want me on social proof at first. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should have started we like create the narrative around it. Like it's not either or. Well, I did that on purpose. Like, but you thought it too. You was like, David, I don't want anything to happen between our show. And I'm like, well, it wasn't from that perspective. What it was, was when, when we think about what type of show, what type of podcast I would actually create. What I said was I I talk about my interests and my level of authority here. So I'm thinking about what I would talk about as a solo podcaster, as a, a solo caster. I'm thinking about what I would talk about as a solo caster. And I'm like, it's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to negatively impact what I do here, talking about the same stuff. So what else would I talk about? Like, if I talked about the things that I talk about, like, privately, it's a whole different Donnie. Right? It's so so strategically, I want to make sure, like, it's really important to me to be me in my business. Like, it's, it's really important. David doesn't curse. I curse a little bit, right? David is... <laughs> <laughs> David, um... David is, like, nonstop. I have boundaries. Like, it's really important for me to be me. And so, I'm just concerned that I get the mic by myself. <laughs> You're real wretched. <laughs> it goes up around here, Okay. They'd be like, yo, no, 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 no. But seriously, that that still is my concern. Like, But I think the blend of, like, you are, you, you make people laugh, you teach people. Like, like you'll, I don't think you'll ever do a podcast where people aren't going to learn something because you have no, so much sure. information to share. For sure. But when they stop listening to this podcast, they're going to your Instagram to look at some of the same stuff yeah. that we talk about on the podcast. That's true. And if you don't have any other content, they're just going to go watch somebody else only because you don't have anything else to offer them. That is true. That is true. So this year for me, last year, we were just, I won't even say that we worked super hard to make the money that we made. Like last year was a really good year, right? This year, I am being more strategic and making sure that the opportunities that I take advantage of are aligned with not only my purpose, but the life that I want to create for myself. And it's just not my goal to be busy, 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 busy all the time. And if that means that I don't get to make all the money, I'm fine with that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be busy, 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 busy all the time. So when I hear these things, I want to do it, but I just, I have to think through how does this look and and how does it add up in my life? I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going to do a solo podcast. I need you guys to tell me what you want to hear yeah. from me. Let me tell you this too. So for one, I just want to, just for everybody out there, Lean into creating content. Yes, right it's the easiest thing. Lean into building an audience. And it doesn't have to be this hour and a half podcast. Oh, it won't. It doesn't. So 
Reese, we came in here. <laughs> we came in here the other day. Six right? minutes. So this is so let me let me give you like my idea the way I see it. Uh-huh. The social proof podcast, most people build their podcasts based on them doing a podcast. So every Monday and Thursday we drop a podcast. And throughout the week, we'll drop clips from the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm wanting to make this channel an experience. So mm-hmm. on Friday, we're doing like five-minute Fridays where I'm giving a five-minute formula, five-minute lesson or whatever to take you into a weekend every single Friday on the same podcast. So we drop Monday, Thursday, and then Friday, five minutes. So I'm going to, outside of like clips from the podcast, we want to continue to drop um just making the and, and I'm hoping some people are like yo I don't even watch the whole podcast I just like the five minute choice on Friday mm-hmm. from a podcaster's perspective it doesn't even matter because people are still it still counts as a download whether you listen to an hour and a half or five minutes yeah if people are let's say the, the podcast is an hour and the 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 average person listens for 20 minutes which is about the same that's 20 percent of the podcast well, if I have a podcast for five minutes and people are listening to three minutes out of the five minutes, that's actually a better performing podcast, percentage-wise. Mm. Leaning in, look, I'm I'm watching the market, I'm watching the industry, I'm watching business, and I'm I'm I really try to keep a pulse on like what's happening. So if business is slow, it's probably one, we didn't analyze why. Mm-hmm. Two, we probably need to like fix fix some holes in that boat. Mm-hmm. There's 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 something broken. Well, that is how do, yeah, there's something broken, there's but al- well, there's always something broken even when it's yeah. up. And but it's also really understanding how to serve your audience. Mm-hmm. So, for example, especially when your audience changes. Or not when it changes, but their circumstances their change. Their circumstances. Yeah, change. when your circumstances change. So, for example, uh if you're a coach and you operate in the high ticket space, and business is slow. And, you know, there's something, that's why I don't get stuck in the low ticket is better than high ticket and you only do high ticket. Like high ticket is really, really good. I definitely do that. But there is a purpose for low ticket as well. So you may be a high ticket coach or a high ticket service provider and all of your services have a comma in it and you're walking around and you're really proud about that. You're really proud of that. But then something happens and now business is slow. Do you just sit there and wait for people to be able to come back to your high ticket offers? Or do you sit and you study your audience and say, okay, they're not grabbing this. How can I serve them for what's more affordable for their current circumstances? Like I understand that my wealthy clients or my uh, gainfully employed clients are also experiencing circumstances that are abnormal to them. How can I serve them in that way? So you may not have the $2,500 course, the $3,000 course. You might have the $30 membership support group. You might have the $15, $17 blueprint for X, Y, and Z, right? So you got to know who's in your audience. Sometimes you're just throwing out bait, trying to see who's catching it without really studying who is in your audience. Like, I know what my ideal customer is doing in their free time. I know if they have children or they don't have children. And this is for the, you know, 80% or higher. I know where they're hanging out. I know the kind of conversations that they're having. I know how often they travel. So I know that if I need to shift very quickly, I know how to serve them in a different way. I know that I serve entrepreneurs at a very high level, but I also know 
that those same entrepreneurs that I serve are really, really into personal development and mindset development. So if we're not focused on your business in this season, let's focus on your mindset in this season. I'm still going to serve you. But that comes down to knowing your audience and monitoring those KPIs. 100%. I also want to just give this piece of advice that um, everybody, and I'm trying to think of another industry like what I'm about to talk about, um, but everybody needs to consider getting some real estate. Okay? Because I'm just, this whole conversation is like hitting home. And um, and I really appreciate Terika for like walking me through this process. But like not every business is up and down necessarily. Um, and, and real estate does, like you have your, your ebbs Definitely. and flows in real estate, things of that nature. But like creating some sort of um, stability through through real estate has been like really something that I'm focused on. Because it's not it's not based on the emotions of buyers necessarily, you know what I mean? Or like for instance, there's a um, we were just talking about the group homes, right? The group homes that ain't it's not based like people need somewhere to live, you know what I mean? And like you're talking about how the government pays for it, or like getting into the home healthcare space where there's it's not based on emotion; it's a need. Mm-hmm. So real estate is a need. A home healthcare, like people will always be sick. There will always be people who need help. Like, that is a need. Yes, there will always be people that want to get to the next level as entrepreneurs, but they have so many options that it's not necessarily a need. It's like, okay, I do want to get to the next level, but right now, I'm just going to go to my job. But people can't say, yo, okay, I do need somewhere to stay, but right now, I think I'll just live outside. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. So we got to start thinking of certain industries and not saying you need to jump full force in it, but you need to start putting some money there. Yeah. So we were just, I was just talking to Joe, like he's like in the home, in the um, in the group home. He, he comes from that um, administration stuff like that. I'm like, yo, I will invest in that. Let me put some money there mm-hmm. because that seems like my money is not built on my personal brand. It's not ba- based on whether my clients have the money or not. Like there are needs in the marketplace. Yeah. So that's my goal. Yeah, I believe in investing as well. If I if I have to give and the advice that I give to my clients, um, when you start making some money, the moment you have profit, $10,000, $100,000, whatever that number is, the first question they have is, what should I be doing with my money? And in my opinion, the very first investment that <clears throat> you need to make is back into yourself and your business. You have to continue to invest back into yourself and back into your business because you want to stabilize your business. You want to be able to say, okay, here's my baseline. And if I take this money and I invest it, my business is still generating new revenue, right? So you're investing in things like your mindset, your professional training, attending conferences, making sure that your business is solid. Then once you have that together and now you're making new profits, then you start diversifying and investing in things like real estate, investing in the stock market strategically under the leadership of somebody who really knows what they're doing, investing in uh, currency markets, investing in other people's businesses, things that can make you money. That's also uh, something that I'm, I'm really, you know, I purchased a condo earlier this year. It's already, I purchased a condo two months ago, three months ago, and it's already up $45,000 in equity. Hey. Um, and, and that's really, really exciting. Like I'm waiting on this, this next sale to happen. There's a pending contract in the building that will make it, I think $65,000 up in equity, but you want to start diversifying. So let me say this. So as 
as employees, as people who work in corporate America, uh, you start thinking about, and we preach, like if your job is your only source of income, you're in trouble. It's dangerous. It's risky. But the same thing applies as a business owner. True. If your business is your only stream of income, and I don't care if your business has seven different streams within your business. If your business is your only stream of income, it's dangerous. You're in trouble. I just saw this gentleman who's built this eight-figure <clears throat> credit repair company get his whole company shut down, <gasps> right? Really? Yeah, because the rules to credit repair are so fickle, it's very easy to be shut down. And he has all these different streams. He has personal credit, business credit, business funding, how to, you know, trade lines, all these different financial education that he does with business owners. But it doesn't matter that his business had seven streams. His company was shut down by the FTC. So none of these streams can stream right now. <laughs> right? None of these streams are streaming unless you want to go to jail. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you 
No right now, yet. You got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal um so luckily he got on a live and he talked about you know what's going on and in, and in many cases in credit repair i won't say his name in many cases, in credit repair, yeah, I will. In many cases, in credit repair, you can find ways around it, right? You can find ways around it and you can operate. It typically means that you're operating in a city or state where it's illegal, like credit repair in Georgia is legal. So if you have a credit repair company, you shouldn't be servicing clients who live in Georgia, right? And they're usually just making mistakes like that. But he got on live and he talked about all his other streams of income. I am not because you're going to call it out. I'm not and I, don't say, think that's I, I promise okay. I won't say that. Oh, <clears throat> come on. I, I've got some, I've got some, uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? Integrity. integrity. I got some integrity. What's that? Um, anyway, he's got, he's got other streams and he's able to stay know. afloat. He's got other investments. He's able to stay afloat. But uh, seriously, when business is slow, like, Right now, there are certain components of my business that are slower right now than they were last year, okay? There are certain components of my business that I'm not even offering right now. And you would think, well, why aren't you offering those things if another component, because now I'm investing money in different places, right? I have a piece of real estate that wasn't necessarily designed. Well, it is an investment for me, a permanent home for someone else that's gone up. I've invested in different markets that are making me money every single day, Monday through Friday. So I am not necessarily worried about revenue and my business slowing down. I know how to make money. Now, how do we multiply the money that you're making so you're not panicking and thinking, oh, business is slow. I need to go and create new designs. Mm -hmm. Business is slow. I need to slash the price on all of my offers. Time and place. Time and place. Sometimes you do need to slash some prices on some of your offers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you really do need new designs. Sometimes you need to communicate. Most times you need to communicate with your audience and find out where they are and what they need right now. Just like if you were on my live this morning, I got on live on the way here. Something was in my spirit that said, hey, our viewers need a different conversation today. We don't need to talk about purpose today, right? We don't We don't need to talk about do habits you want to talk about today. That? I do want to talk about it because it's important. <laughs> we don't need to talk about habits today. There are people who are entrepreneurs who if we're experiencing it, you're experiencing it as well. And I want to talk to you and figure out where you are. So. I get on live and I say, hey, audience, hey, my ideal clients, we're about to film a podcast episode. What do you guys need right now? What do you need? What are you struggling with? What are you dealing with? What are you experiencing in your business? And how can we serve you? And then we get this comment, what happens? And a couple of people said it. What happens when business slows? What happens when money slows down? Yeah, this is a right now conversation. This too, is a right now conversation. Last year was the year of the Lambos. This year is the year of 
A core. Repos. He said last year was the year of the Lambos, and Joe said this year is the year of the repos. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. Like last year was, I mean, it was on the verge, it was the end of 2020 and beginning of 2021. Like I bought two Mercedes essentially in, in the same day. I picked mm-hmm. them up on different days, but I bought two Benzes. We're not making those decisions this year. That's mm-hmm. right now is saying, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to get some, some questions, guys. If you guys uh, got some questions, we definitely love to uh, answer those. And say that. Uh, it was an idea. Like, I didn't have like a mall on my mind. It was just, you know, you be talking and you're like, yo, man, it would be a good idea if we to just... have a mall. Because I'm just real big on our community and doing stuff together. So, like, those shirts that I put in the in the the app, like, only people in the community can buy them. You know what I mean? I'm just real big on if we could have a morning meetup community where we come together, bring our resources together, and we own this. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, that's just how I'm moving in terms of, like, community. So I think that would be a really, really cool idea if entrepreneurs from our community are... And I'm not saying community in terms of our black community. I'm saying the morning meetup community, the community that we've designed. Mm -hmm. Can we come together and do something impactful for the world? Because it's impactful for each other amongst the group, but we got to take it out. That's the kind of stuff that I see. And I'm glad that you asked that question because it's positioned almost as if, well, right now you're saying kind of hold, but at the same time, you're talking about buy them all. Which one is it, right? I think it's important that even during slow periods, even when we're holding, you still create ideas. It's so important for ideas to to continue to flow because during a slow season, um, during any season, those ideas are what's going to keep you inspired and motivated to make it through these slower times. So we still need to be having big conversations like things kind of what's happening right now isn't even slowing down. Things are leveling out. What you're experiencing right now is most likely what your business is going to experience if you if you don't change anything right now going forward. But it's important to keep the big conversations and the big ideas happening. Yeah. Me and uh, T was talking yesterday and she was like, she's still, we're still, she knows what's going to happen with the real estate market, but we're still looking for good deals. Like still mm-hmm. not going to let no deals pass <laughs> because something else is coming. So like, we're still active. We're still building. Like I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of like putting my foot on the gas because yeah. of because you don't you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you just you got to continue. It, yeah, it's got to be business as usual, big ideas as usual. My ideas are not shrinking because we're in a recession. Yeah, it's a good look because Black Equity Con was awesome. I mean, all the vendors, including myself, were like, "When's the next one? When's the next one?" Essence was awesome. Like, When's the next one? And we're all thinking we need a permanent, more permanent spaces. Like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Got you. Mm-hmm. Right behind you. Um, so my question is more so about, I guess you could say, the processes that go within um, creating the show for you guys, um, and more so on the research side, or if you at all research, like if you have a guest on, right, is there a process or how much time are you putting <laughs> into researching per person? Because you, you're putting it out, you know what I mean, multiple times a week. So what does that look like and how does that fit into... Um, what we get to see at Social Proof. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. Um, I really, I have a handicap in research. 
Like, I really just don't, I don't know how to research. I can find out something that I want to know, but if it's just a person and you're finding out stuff about the person, it's like, eh, I really don't research anyone. And um, we don't necessarily research anything on this podcast unless it's something that happened. Like, well, I saw this article or whatever. Um, but I think the research came from, one, if I'm interviewing somebody, my curiosity. You know what I mean? I'm just curious about another human being. Like, if if you're ever with me long enough, if you spent a day with me and, I don't know, we ran into somebody in the mall and we started talking, you'll see that, like, I'm interviewing the person. Not because there's some cameras on, but I genuinely want to know about other people. And I think, think about this. The audience, they didn't research the person that I'm, I'm interviewing, right? If I research, I might start talking in terms of what I already know about the person. But if I'm finding out new stuff, just like you're finding out new stuff, you feel like we're watching this together while your day is my guy. Man, he's like, I, I had the same question. But I wouldn't have had the question if I already knew the answer. So as a follow-up, do you think you've ever offended somebody by not being aware of what they have going on currently um, because you didn't do your prior research? Maybe. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, but you answer the question. That looks bad on you. If you don't want to, uh, bro, I ain't know. I mean, you who can't you, know everything about it. Yeah, like, who do you, who are you to where, like, I have to research? Yeah. Like, what? and what's the point of the interview if everything that you're going to tell me is out for me to research anyway? Yeah. And the cool thing about how social proof operates is most of the people who are interviewed come from some extension of the community already. So it's usually a referral like, hey, this person needs to be on the podcast. When people reach out to me and ask to be a guest on the podcast, if I've never heard of them, I do some digging around before. I'm a researcher. David is not a researcher. Well, and you are a researcher. Like when we pull out our phones and we don't understand a word, we dive deeper. When we're trying to prove a point, we dive deeper. It's just you're not a let me sit down specifically to research some stuff sure. type of person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, I can't, I don't know if I could say like the person's name, but for InvestFest, um, Rashad called and said, yo, I want you to interview this person. Really big person too. And I'm like, half of me says, I need to start researching. So I'm going to, I'm going to like, go to Google and that's my research. I'll research the person, find out what I can find about the person. And it's, uh, I try to do the same thing with Grant Cardone and it's just, I, I, it just, uh, none of the stuff I found really we talked about. Mm-hmm. Right? So, now this is, uh, it's an important, it's somebody else's platform too, so I want to make sure that, you know, they trust me to conduct the interview. But I'm going to ask a whole lot of questions that an audience, know, it's not going to be like high level of their business because most yeah. people listening it's not going to apply to that. Yeah. It sounds cool for questions. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Good question. <clears throat> so you all said to have multiple streams of income. So how do you all go about uh, becoming an investor to someone else's business? Yeah. Um, you know, you sell Am I selling something? Me personally? <laughs> yes. But I wanted to know how do I... I'm saying you're looking for an investor? Oh, for, for sure. sure. Every day. Every day. Don't, first of all, stop right now. Okay, stop. Because this is a conversation that David and I, that I just had with David. Um, We are both highly interested in equitable positions in companies that are already existing, already doing well, but 
we can bring something to the table to take it to the next level, right? So I guess you're asking how we make those determinations. Number one, is that yes? Well, no, how would I be able to yeah, invest right, in right, someone? Right. Or how would I be able to invest into someone else's business? Like how you all do it? How would I? Yeah, so I that's- I invest in a whole lot of businesses. I'll be yeah, wanting to though. First of all, I'm talking. I had to do that because David cuts me off every five seconds. Anyway, yeah, I'm, and I and I let me publicly say I apologize. Be, I don't want to lose stuff in my head, so I love you, Donnie. We forget. I'm you. highly offended <laughs> right now, just for the record. And they do be eating you up in the comments about cutting me off. I they know do. you see that. They do absolutely. <laughs> I gotta give them something to talk about, baby. <laughs> no, 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 no. But we, y'all, we just be playing. Um, so we don't invest in a lot of businesses, but we're highly interested in, in investing in select businesses. And so all I can do is give you some of the criteria that I will look for and maybe it would resonate with you. Number one, do I like the business and the business owner? I'm not investing in anybody's anything and taking a part in it if I don't like the person who's running the company. And I don't necessarily believe in the company, right? So um, I prefer to deal with companies or with entrepreneurs who are serving a need, like something that feels good, something that's purposeful for me. I'm not a one hit wonder kind of person. I could be if, you know, I just haven't had that experience yet. Um, Number two, can I actually contribute and help this company grow? So what would be the benefit in it for them as a CEO for me to partner and invest in your company? Like, what does that investment do for you? What does it mean um, to you? And then three, what does it mean for me? Is it in alignment with with my overall brand? Um, Are they making money? Like, that's really important for the season that I'm in right now. You might not be making uh, your goal income, but are you at least making money as to where I can say this concept has been proven and based on my resources and Dave's resources, we can help you make more money. Just just alignment. Those are some things um, that I look at. Also, another thing that I look at, you know, because you can invest differently. It can be time investment. It can be financial investment. Like how much of me do you actually need? And am I willing to contribute that? How much money? How much of my time? How much of my resources? And is that something that I'm realistically willing to keep up? And do I trust you? Like, I, I have to have a good feeling of trust, like, right out of the gate. Are we super transparent? Um, mm-hmm. I have to have insight to, you know, whatever parts of the business impact me. Yeah. I think, um, no, we're trying to keep the one person. That was a good question, though. Yeah. But I, me, me and Donnie, we were, um, we were in a conversation with a person. For one, it's got to be easy, I think, especially if yeah. we're not focused. If we are focused on finding companies and acquiring companies, we'd probably put more time, energy, and attention into it. But like for right now, it's just got to be easy. It's got to make sense. Yeah. And the person is probably going to have to do most of the work to get the deal done for me. So we, we, had, uh, we had a conversation with somebody. We we're going to invest in their business. The person said how much they wanted. And it was a part in the in what the expectations were that I didn't agree with. I was like, I don't want to do that. I told Donnie, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, well, I'll take it back to him. Well, I don't know. Either you took it back to him or the answer 
didn't get to be me for a while. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Right? So Donnie was like, yo, we, we don't want to leave a person hanging. I'm like, all right, yeah, well, what's the answer to that question? She was like, yo, he's with it. In my analytical mind, it says, well, I don't know what that means. I'm with it. Or I'm okay. Or, oh, I agree with you. You don't have to do that anymore, David. Well, you put it on there, which means you That's want me you to want. do it. Mm-hmm. So, and now you're saying, well, don't worry about it. Which to me says, we get into the business, we get into the agreement, and then you get upset maybe because I'm not doing the thing that you originally wanted, but you just wanted to like to have the partnership, which I, I think will still work it which out. Which can still be cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll still work it you out. Be very clear for, in expectations both ways. 100%. But for right now, that person would have to be like very aggressively be saying, okay, here's the new agreement. Check this out. Yo, did y'all check it out? Yo, go for it. Here's what, here's what I'm still doing. I'm still in the business. I'm not just relying on y'all, but like I'm actively... They would have to really just be, make it easy. Yo, I got an attorney. If you agree with it, I have the attorney draw it up. You with it? And we'll look at it and say, okay, cool, I'm with that. Attorney, great. And then like that person would have to be doing it because we're not actively. Looking. You're looking. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, It was, yes. All right. So um, I I just have worked my, I used to be a closer for for this uh, business owner, and now I've actually gained some equity in their business, and I'm actually running into something. First off, let's tap that up real quick. Okay, that's some equity. Cut off for that for a minute because that's really what I was trying to do um, was transition from being a closer to gaining equity in a specific business. But um, Donnie said something earlier that really struck my attention when um, she said, "Sometimes when you have high ticket offers, you still need to offer low ticket things." And in my um, my perception is like, well, Gucci would never sell me anything of uh, low ticket because of their their brand perception, right? And so, at what point, like, does a coaching business have a brand perception where they won't sell low ticket items, or you know what I'm saying? People will look at their brand different or not willing to pay that high ticket price. So high ticket, low ticket is perspective is relative, right? Gucci absolutely has low ticket offers. Gucci has ten thousand dollar handbags. They have $3,000 handbags. They have $500 earrings. They have $175 journals because they understand that while their target audience are these people who can buy these three, five, higher $1,000 handbags and, you know, $1,500 pair of shoes, they understand that that's their target audience. But they do also understand that one, sometimes their target audience is buying things for people who are not yet in their audience to attempt to expose them. And they also understand that there is a huge market of people who are wishing for Gucci. They're wishing for Gucci. They're hoping that they can get it. So let's put these low ticket items on the counter just so they can say they got a scarf. That's a low ticket item. Okay. Or just add on stuff. like Add on. You you already got the $10,000 purse. It's like, um, with the with the Rolls Royce, they don't necessarily have low ticket cars. Uh, they give you, I think, an umbrella when you purchase it, right? But if you lose it, you got to go and buy another one. It's a product line. There's an add on. You can go and buy as many of them as as you want to buy. Mm-hmm. So we look at the brand, but there are add ons behind the scenes 
Um, and, and even thinking about, you know, with that car specifically, yes, it's a high-end only line, but they have add-ons, some different trims and packages and things that you can do to add on to, to collect more money, lifetime value of a customer. And that's a little different between high ticket and low ticket. Those are more add-ons. The first like Gucci thing was, was your thing. Like they are Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Chanel. They have these things specifically to serve an audience that they want to introduce. They know that if this 25-year-old who's working really hard and she really likes Gucci, she's got her new job, they know if they get, if I can get you in these earrings this year, in two years, you'll have a handbag. Yeah. And I think, let me give you a different, a different perspective too. You can't look at, you can't, you can't look at one answer in a narrow lens, like, yo, yeah. you should have high ticket and low ticket. Because mm-hmm. there's some people, some companies who have just high ticket. You can't get nothing low ticket from, I don't know, NASA. They don't have no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Their t-shirts? Well, are yeah, well, but they're, I don't know if they're producing the t-shirts. <laughs> they definitely but, have an apparel but, line. <laughs> I don't think they have an apparel line. Yeah, you can go to NASA and visit and there, there are things that you can buy. Well, there's, there's certain people, that, I'm sure there's companies, they don't have nothing low ticket. For sure. Nothing. Mm-hmm. There are some companies who have nothing high ticket. Mm-hmm. The dollar store. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever works for you have to like, you have to shape your business to be able to serve your customer. And the only thing that you can consider is your customer. Yeah. Does your company sometimes you can have high ticket and you have to have something low ticket, but the low ticket takes away from the high ticket. You realize everybody's taking a low ticket, nobody's taking a high ticket. Yeah. So we were running ads for this ebook, the $37 ebook. And my man David was looking at it. He was like, yo, for us to make $3,000, we have to sell, or or $100, you know, yeah, $3,000, $3,700, $100 people have to buy this ebook. Mm-hmm. And then a very small percentage of people go to the next step and buy the course. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, we just need to run ads just for the course. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to $2,000. How many, like, let's just put all our time, energy, and attention, because it could be some people that's buying the book because they don't know about the course. Or they buy the book and don't get the course. They're like, okay, I'm going to buy the book first, and they forget to come back and get the course. So do I need the low ticket? Maybe the low ticket's hurting my business. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at your own business and what works for you. You can't can't say, well, this company, Gucci does it this way, so this is the way I need to do it. Well, and you can't, you also can't be so stuck on a price or so stuck on Mm -hmm. high ticket versus low ticket, right? There are like, I have seen high ticket courses that two years ago were three thousand dollars that 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 person is now selling for two hundred dollars just to get rid of it or now they they're they're going a different direction in their business and they're leveraging it now as their low ticket. We have to as business owners, we have to be flexible, and I think that's the biggest lesson that's the most important thing. You have to look and say you know if 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 your high ticket is doing well, there's no reason to entertain low ticket, but if it's not. Do we need to entertain low ticket or do we simply need to run a sale? Or are we simply in our season where this is going to, you know, this is going to happen regardless, right? There's all kinds of different things that that matter and vary. But as a business owner, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to look at the data and be flexible enough to say, let's try this. And, it, and it's just a try. It's just an attempt. Just um, for clarity, NASA does not sell T-shirts. They just license, <laughs> license their brand. Like it. A they research. license their brand? Is that not an offer? That's not a low-ticket offer. They don't sell T-shirts, though. NASA, the company, is taking people which, to space? Which, 
NASA, where you can go and visit in What's Florida. First of all, who is this? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? Yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of you're big looking deal like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero right that. now. The boots. Hold all right, um, all right. Let's let's wrap this thing up. Wait a minute, because you're not gonna do that. To NASA me. don't sell t-shirt. You can't go to NASA's website and get a t-shirt. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> you wanna put something on it before you find out? They now, do. I don't think NASA sells it because you've seen a NASA t-shirt to the NASA Center. No. Okay, well, the NASA, it's not their t-shirt brand, though. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. They sell t-shirts. Oh, my gosh. Thank oh my. you. And hats and keychains okay. and all that, that stuff. See, the, uh, whatever. The issue, Yo, the here's issue, the thing. Here's the, the thing. Here's, the, thing. here's the, what I know. The issue, real estate guru, is that David is, has not is, been exposed, is, is and Na he's probably never gone on, to is NASA, NASA is so NASA, he's not had that experience. Is NASA one business, or do they have, like, a whole other Do you think NASA's business? selling rocket ships? Like, is that what is that their business model? I don't know what they sell. <laughs> like, yeah. I know they take people they to do, space, they though. They do. Actually, they do yes. sell rocket ships. Yes. Do you think they're only I would, selling I would rocket imagine, ships? I would imagine. Yo, if, if I have a T-shirt line, why am I going to let other people under another brand sell my same t-shirt line. That's not their particular business model. I believe they're licensing. It's like, it's well, like, it's, it's, what check, this out, check this out. It's like, thing. it's like Disney, it's like Disney World. It's like Disney World. And they, I don't know, they have a, the little turkey leg thing. You ever ate them? Yeah. The, well, it's not turkey leg, huh? They just sell those big turkey legs, right? In Disney, you mean? In Disney, yes. Mm -hmm. That particular business is not Disney. That is a business that someone's running and they get an equitable piece in that. But it also right? doesn't have a, a Disney logo stamped on the grilled turkey leg. NASA's t-shirt. They might put it in a Disney World bag. They don't. Or, but you get what I'm saying. No, but do you get what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question. <laughs> are, there, are there some, okay, a real estate company. Mm -hmm. They sell high ticket houses. Mm-hmm. They're, but they also sell low-ticket yard signage. They also No, they... What? Ho, first of all, Who, don't play me with me because I'm an ex-real estate broker. I'm a real estate agent. You want to do this? I'm a real estate agent. You want to do this? You can get, you you can get the sign printed. Do you mean to tell me... Do you mean to tell me I can't walk into my broker's office and say, can I purchase that sign and I just add my name to it? What are, are you, you talking about? As, a, as an agent? David. Are you, talking about, are you talking about as an agent? What are you talking about? A person that's buying a house. For one, why would they want to have a for sale oh, sign? Are you talking about a person who's buying a house? I'm Keller talking, Williams has a client said, they sell houses to. You just said... They don't have a clothing brand. They don't sell hats for said, Keller Williams no, to buy No, but that's it. not what you said. You said a real estate company doesn't sell low-ticket things. You didn't say to you didn't say to home purchasers, and they do sell low-ticket things. You sound crazy, First, I think. Do I say... It, it, am I sounding Here's, crazy to y'all? Secondly, secondly, why would I be talking be about clear, their to their own, how uh, their many, own agents? How many real estate brokerages exist right now to sell homes to their clients, mm -hmm. but they also sell a $10 blueprint to help you get ready to purchase a home? What? Shut it down. Drop the mic. Turn me off. Go, go to Keller Williams' office and see if they're selling something Keller $10 Williams, to get somebody Keller to buy $10. Williams ain't the ceiling and they're not the only. My point is, they're my point the is, there is, a, there is a model where the company sells high ticket and they're not selling. 
I would be super disappointed if a real estate company is selling me something so that I can learn to buy a well, house. Well, then you'd be but disappointed. My whole, my, my whole, my, they do free workshops. You, they do. People, so that people can people buy a high ticket home. People teach people how to be entrepreneurs for free. But yes. we're, we also got tens of thousands of dollars of masterminds but where not, we're teaching it to. But I don't, I don't if I have a $20,000 offer, I don't necessarily have to sell something for $10. No, you don't. I don't have to have You girl. don't. So that is my But you point. do sell t-shirts. Kind of. Okay. Stop playing with me right now. But I'm okay? saying that. Let me, let but me that's not, the, o- that's not this, the only model. I'm you're so, saying that's the no, only model. No, I didn't say that's the only model. I, what, what you're saying, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that you said it. And it goes back to your point. There is not an only. There's, there's no such thing as everybody does this. Yes. And this is right. the only way to do something. While, while there are real estate companies that are so esteemed and they would be highly offended to know that there, that there are companies out there that are selling $17 blueprints to help prepare homeowners, there are other companies that are selling those $17 blueprints who are making an extra $100,000 a month just off of those blueprints and their clients are satisfied with the information. 100%. I, okay, maybe I misunderstood you. I thought you were saying oh, that we no, back? no, no, now absolutely we cir- not. Now we circling I back? I thought she was saying no high ticket company only sells high ticket, which sounds crazy to me. Because I said, well, Nat, as an example, Nas is not selling a t-shirt. You're like, well, we do sell t-shirts. Well, I mean, because it, to substantiate your point, you have to actually be right. I am right. No, you're not. You have to give me when you're trying to tell me about. So NASA a comp- has a t-shirt brand. Is that what you're saying? I said NASA. Like sells if you look at a label, of NASA, NASA sells t-shirts, and okay. yes, they have t-shirts that have NASA on the I inside don't 100% label. I don't 100% agree with you. Here's the thing: if you're going to make a point, the example that you provide Hold on. needs to prove the point. Okay. Don't NASA tell me. Well, NASA okay. ain't doing this, that, and the other. Yeah, okay. Actually, they are. So inside, so there's a. You can you can shop for NASA stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a brand label on the inside that's not NASA. Okay, who's selling it though? Is NASA making money selling a low ticket offer? This website is this, no. NASA making money selling a low ticket offer. Probably not. What? Maybe, maybe. Well, let we me, are let no me, longer let me, the let me, social. Let me proof. teach you something about business. Let me teach you something about business. <laughs> we are let me, no let me, longer. Let me teach you because what I can do, what I can do is I don't have to sell T-shirts. But I can sell you a license for fifty thousand. Okay. You sell the t-shirts and you give me the fifty thousand. Is a license to sell your t-shirts cheaper than a rocket? That doesn't make it low ticket, though. What are you talking about? Is it cheaper than a rocket? So when we're talking about a spaceship, that doesn't make it low ticket. Yes, it does. Oh my god. Yes, it does. (laughs) All right, this is over. Oh my goodness. For their audience. Hello. Oh my gosh. So but, you, but so regardless, if, NASA isn't just selling their license, okay? It's, it's, they also sell it's a, their license. Is a Fendi bag low ticket? To, to how, a Birkin? How, how much is a, a Fendi bag? How much is a Fendi bag? Well, how much is a Fendi bag? That one was $3,500. So let's say 30 Hold I, that up, Joe. Okay, so check this out. $3,500 bag. Is that low ticket? No. That's not low Turn ticket. Turn it around. They also, they also have a $40,000 bag. Yes. The fact that they have a $40,000 bag doesn't make a $3,500 bag low ticket. Yes, it does. It just makes it cheaper it has, than the $40,000. No, it, it makes it a lower ticket. It's a low ticket it offer. Does. Now, here's the thing. If, <laughs> if I am servicing, you got to, it's, it's perspective. There's only a certain type of audience that has the ability to buy a $40,000. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Handbag. For sure. Right? So if me and Keisha are out shopping and Keisha got it to buy a $40,000 handbag, because I don't, I'm not doing that. Oh, Show me something that's a lower ticket. Don't don't try to change it to lower ticket. We're talking oh, about no, low ticket. Okay. Show low me something. Low ticket and lower ticket is but different. But it is low ticket. Okay, so, so here's the thing. So if a 40... Okay, check this out. Let's say, let's say, let me ask no, you a question. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Let me ask you guys this. If I sold you a $7 blueprint, is that low ticket? If I sold you a $37 blueprint, is that low ticket? If I sold you a $57 blueprint, is that low ticket? If I sold you a $17,000 blueprint, is that low ticket? If I sold you a $1,700 blueprint, is that low ticket? To who? To who? To who? No, 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 it's not. So you will have some people who teach and define that anything, like in the coaching space, right? You'll have some people who teach and define anything high ticket to be any number over with a comma. So $1,000 and higher. Okay, and then anything under a thousand dollars is considered low ticket or you'll even have them say from five hundred dollars to nine ninety seven is mid ticket. Anything under five hundred dollars is low ticket. Well, I am in a training right now. uh, I'm in a training right now. This training cost (laughs) it's mind blowing too. this training cost ninety eight hundred dollars. The entire training is a Google Doc. Now, here I am saying that I have a high ticket course. My course right now sells for $19.97. It's a high-ticket course, right? I've got the presentation. I've got the, the slides. I've got the pretty graphics and the images. This training that I'm taking was $9,800. The whole thing is being taught from a very long Google Doc that's going to take about a month to get through, right? It's just it, That's it. There's no graphics. There's no images. And when he's talking, it's a sales training. When he's talking about selling these products, he always says, well, you could do something that's extremely low ticket. I mean, I would I would suggest like, you know, $5,000 or something that's pretty low ticket. To him, mid-ticket is like $10,000 and anything above $10,000 is a high ticket offer. Well, that's not what I teach. Anything with a comma in it based on who I am teaching because that particular course is for beginners who ain't sold anything. So $1,000 for you is a high ticket offer. I have an offer that's $19.97 considered mid-ticket now for me because I now also have a $25,000 offer. But wait. Drive your point home. You know that I also, you know that I also have a $100,000 offer. So does that make my $25,000 offer high ticket to this group of people? Right? To this group. It's relative based on who the audience is. Your point is? My point is in your business, if you're struggling right now, if your business is slow, The very first thing that you want to do is check yourself. Are you showing up as a business owner doing the things that you need to do that's going to consistently drive your business forward? Number two, are you taking the time to study your KPIs and you're you're documenting the data, not trying to remember it, not in your mind saying, oh, in January we did this. Are you documenting it? Create a Google sheet, put all those things, any numbers that you need to study that matter to your business to drive the needle home. And number three, be flexible in your offers and everything associated with your offers 
because not one piece of advice is right for you. Just because she or he is doing it a different way doesn't make it so that it's going to be right for you. You have to really, really know your industry, your audience, your offer, and how to serve them well. I I, I 100% agree with that. And I, I would say... Oh, you got I, another you got I, No, 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 no. Yeah, you did. I was just going to add one on there before your step. I'd say, send me a text message, 404-737-4935. And if you really need a community entrepreneur, just go to themorningmeetup.com because you're going to need a community that's going to help you get through these hard times in your business. So go to themorningmeetup.com. We're on there every single morning. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm on their teaching. My successful friends are on their teaching. Donnie sometimes is on their teaching. And you will be blown away by the information and community that we have, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com or just download the Morning Meetup app and you can keep us right in your pocket. That's right. And if you are looking for business development and strategy based on where you are in real time, then you need to be working with me, okay? Sixfigureedu.com, sixfigureedu.com. In fact, I have a menu of options available based on where you are in your business and you can see what applies to you. Whether you're a beginner who's just getting started, you are more advanced or you're someone who says, hey, I just need some supporting things around me. I've got the model, I've got the business, but maybe I need help in content uh, creation and how to stay consistent on social media. I'm gonna let you go and decide what you need. Sixfigureedu.com forward slash links. You will find the complete customer journey there. Pick it, let's work, let's make money, let's get it. And in the comment section, please tell us who won this conversation. So oh, my like, gosh. I feel like I got that. I can't work, husband. I cannot. Like, this is just too much. All right? Yeah, look, man. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this podcast with some people that you love, okay? Go get you some social proof. Y'all right? know I shut this down. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The, the, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at treatcv19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.